Um, for those that may not know me, my name is Lucky Pew. I'm from Zion and Holyoke, and uh, I am pleased to be able to come and share the Word of the Lord with you this morning. We'll be using Divine Service Setting 1 on page 151 of your uh, hymnal, and we'll be using the worship insert. We'll begin with the uh, opening hymn. Marvelous things 
cheering people sing to the Lord a new song. He has done marvelous things. I too will praise Him with a new song. Each and true, loud sounding wisdom, sing to the Lord a new song. Daughters and sons, loud praying members, sing to the In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We confess our sins. God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Please take a moment for reflection. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Mercy upon us. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for His sake, God gives us all our, forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, He gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to its completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you would take your worship sheet, we will uh, say responsibly the introit of the day.
You will arise and have pity on Zion. Let this be recorded for a generation to come. That he looked down from his holy height. To hear the groans of the prisoners. That they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord. When peoples gather together. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. You will arise and have pity on Zion. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. We'll continue on page 156 with the salutation. The Lord be with you. If you will again take your worship sheet, we will pray together the collect of the day. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. may be seated for the Old Testament reading. Testament reading for the third Sunday after the Epiphany is from Nehemiah chapter 8. All the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate, and they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So, so Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of men and women and those who could understand. And the ear 
ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. They read from the book of the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is the word of the Lord. Take our insert to the bulletin and read responsibly the gradual. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. The epistle reading for today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with great modesty, which our most presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. 
Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and other kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. This is the word of the Lord. this morning comes from the fourth chapter of Luke. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He, enrolled, he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set, a liber- set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your healing, in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, It is not, is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physicians, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth I tell you, there are many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and the great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none, sent to none of them, but only to uh, Zarephatha in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all the synagogues were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the borough 
to the brow of a hill on which their own town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. This is the Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated for the hymn of the day. from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we pray that through the Holy Spirit you provide for us the strength and wisdom to never stray from the grace of the Word. Let us never question the extent of the love you offer us and to know the faith you offer is the path to eternal life. Amen.
Who left the door to heaven open? Does anyone out there recognize that phrase from the past? It's the title of a country song written by Hank Thompson in 1980. I heard it the other day on Sirius Radio and I immediately thought about the gospel lesson for today. And I thought about the Jews of Nazareth shunning Jesus as he revealed to them the prophecy of Isaiah. That prophecy demonstrates that Jesus opened the door to heaven to all people, to Jews, to Gentiles, to sinners, by the way of his great sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection. He opened that door for everyone. Well, we're still working our way through the season of Epiphany, and the Epiphany theme continues in the Gospel lesson for today. Jesus is still showing himself to people. He's still in the beginning phases of his ministry. Nevertheless, there is something very different in the gospel chosen for today. It demonstrates to us how the door to heaven can be closed. So far, in Epiphany, everything has been very positive. The Magi have come to worship the child king. The people who gathered at the Jordan saw the Holy Spirit descend on Jesus in the form of a dove and heard the voice of the Father from heaven. The disciples went to a wedding in Cana and drank wine that had been water just a bit earlier in the day. So far, people see Jesus as the authentic Messiah. They do not understand the full implications of Jesus' authenticity, but they trust Jesus and they believe in Him. Well, that changes in today's Gospel. Jesus has established himself as a rabbi and has been teaching in the synagogues in Galilee. He came down to his own town of Nazareth. He revealed himself in the synagogue on the Sabbath as he had been doing throughout Galilee. You would think that the city fathers of Nazareth would want to present the key to the city to Jesus, but they didn't. Instead of welcoming him, his own people rejected him. They presented his epiphany, he presented his epiphany in the synagogue in Nazareth, and the people tried to kill him. The account begins as Jesus read the scripture of the day. The reading for the day was a prophecy from Isaiah concerning the signs and activities of some who had been of someone who had been anointed by God's special work. This is part of a longer reading that describes all the blessings that God's people will receive through the anointed one. In Hebrew, the word for anointed one is Messiah. In the Greek, 
That word is Christ. Thus, this passage in Isaiah tells of the coming Messiah, the future Christ. The person who fulfilled this prophecy would be the promised one of Israel. Now the topic of the sermon that Jesus preached after he had read from Isaiah was the fulfillment of that prophecy. Anyone who had been at the Jordan would have seen the Holy Spirit rest on Jesus. They would have heard the word and the voice from heaven shown in Luke 3. You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. At his baptism, Jesus took up our sins in order to carry them to the cross. It would have made sense that he was the appointed one, the Christ, the Messiah. Jesus simply brought his good news to the people in the synagogue in Nazareth. And he told them that he was the fulfillment of this prophecy. Now the people reacted rather strongly to his words. After all, they remembered seeing Jesus grow up there. They remembered that when Jesus was old enough, he labored along with Joseph in the building trades. And he didn't seem like anything special to them. He was exceptionally bright and a bit precocious, but to say that he was the anointed one could not be possibly right. Besides, if he was the Messiah, wouldn't he at least perform the same signs in his hometown that he had performed elsewhere? In fact, shouldn't the signs in his hometown have even been better? Ultimately, these people decided that Jesus preached beautifully and graciously, but his actual message was just too bizarre for them to handle. They just couldn't take him seriously. Well, Jesus had perceived their thoughts. He diagnosed their problem and he said to them, Doubtless you will quote me to this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. It wasn't just that they wanted Jesus to do some miracles. They were guilty of wanting Jesus on their own terms. They wanted Jesus to proclaim that there was something special about them because they were from his hometown. They wanted Jesus to declare them especially worthy of his gifts because of who they were. Then Jesus explained the truth of the situation to them. God's acceptance does not depend on merit or worthiness, but on grace alone. Jesus demonstrated this using the example of a pagan widow and a pagan general. God miraculously supplied the widow of Zarephath with oil and flour so that she could feed Elijah and her family 
during a famine. Naaman and, the, Naaman the Syrian was the commanding general of the Syrian army, an enemy of Israel. But nonetheless, God worked through his prophet Elisha to cure Naaman's leprosy. And both of these events demonstrate the sheer grace of God's care. For some people, though, God's grace is a very divisive topic. When God says that we are already have all His gifts by grace, that means that there is nothing that we can do to earn those gifts. Some people don't like it when someone tells them that there is nothing they can do to earn God's favor. And instead of rejoicing in the grace of God freely, instead of rejoicing in the grace God freely gives to us, they complain. They feel insulted. Their own pride prohibits them from receiving the grace that God wants to give to them. They turn God's grace inside out and see it as condemnation. The crowds in the synagogues in Nazareth were such people. Instead of receiving the grace that Jesus had offered them, they became angry. They were so angry that they wanted to throw Jesus over a cliff and then rain stones down upon him until he was dead. Jesus finally gave them a sign. When they tried to throw him from the cliff, he simply walked away. And no one was able to stop him. How sad. How sad that, only, that the only sign that they received was the sign of God leaving their presence. We still come to God with our agendas, don't we? We still come to God with our preconceived notions of how we should, or how He should deal with us. And everyone does this. After all, we're all conceived in sin. We're all enemies of God until He rescues us from that sin. So we all think that we know the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why of our relationship with God. We have it all figured out until Jesus comes to us and explains to us how things really are. Jesus wants to give us the gifts that he purchased for us with his holy life, his suffering, and his death. He wants to give the gifts that he authenticated with his resurrection from the dead. He wants to tell us how his death on the cross has freed us from our captivity, opened our eyes to his salvation, and liberated us from sin's oppression. He comes to us as he came to the people of Nazareth in their synagogue. He has given us his teachings in the words of the Bible. He has promised that when we hear His words, the Holy Spirit will work in us to establish and strengthen our belief in Him. 
the gifts that Jesus offered to the people in Nazareth will be ours. Sadly, Jesus' offer is still divisive for many today. There are some who reject his gifts and label them as oppressive. There are some whose pride will not allow them to admit that they are sinners who need God's grace. There are some who reject the anointed one's agenda rather than change the sinful agenda with which they were born. Such people would rather go to hell than surrender the plans that they have for themselves. They follow the example of those people of Nazareth. Those who have the Holy Spirit's gift of faith are like the people in today's Old Testament reading. They had returned from exile in Babylon. They had rebuilt Jerusalem. And now they heard the word of the Lord from the law of Moses, the Torah. It was a special day when scribes once again proclaimed and explained the Torah in the city of Jerusalem. And as the people heard the Torah, they began to realize the magnitude of the sins that they had committed against God. They understood how wrong their plans had been. Their sin brought them to tears. And as the people repented in tears, those who were doing the reading and explaining were able to proclaim the gospel. This day is holy to the Lord our God. Do not mourn or weep. Go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing. Who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of our Lord is your strength. It was not too long after this day that the priest once again began the sacrifices that pointed toward the Messiah who would save his people from their sins. It was not long after this day that Jerusalem was once again the living object lesson that pointed forward to the Messiah, the Anointed One. These people had not only been captive in Babylon, but they had also been captive to sin. The Persians had given them the freedom to return home. But more importantly, these people experienced the tears of repentance, followed by the joy of the forgiveness of sins. Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah for them, just as much as he did for the people of Nazareth. He has also fulfilled the prophecy for you and for me. The people in Nazareth rejected the fulfillment, and the only sign that they received was Jesus walking away. This action by the people of Nazareth shows us how our weak or total lack of faith can close the door to heaven. That's a choice that we make. It's a product of a sin to walk away from salvation. The people who heard the words of the Torah from the mouth of Ezra wept over their sin and received the joy of forgiveness for that sin. 
Jesus truly is the fulfillment of God's promise. He is the Anointed One, the Christ, the Messiah. He has preached the good news of the Kingdom of God. He has shown us the light of His salvation. And with His life, suffering, and death on the cross, He has freed those oppressed by sin. With His resurrection, He offers the Lord's favor to us. He gives these things to us through the Holy Spirit's gift of faith. God has promised all these things to us, and today they are fulfilled in our hearing. And yes, we do know who left the door to heaven open. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You will turn to page 159. We will say together the Apostles' Creed. Please stand. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ and for all people according to their needs. O Lord, you led Jesus through his epiphany, showing all that he is the Savior, the light of your word in those living darknesses, that they may be brought into Christ's marvelous light and believe in him whom you have sent. Lord, in your mercy. May his word and his works of faith guide us through our words and works of faith. Send forth your blessing upon the proclamation of your word that those who hear may believe and believing have life in your name. Bless Pastor Harrison, our synodical president, our district president, Pastor Anderson, and all pastors, missionaries, and church workers, and bring to fruit their faithful labors for your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, bless President Obama, our governor and all elected and appointed civil servants. Guide them in the pursuit of justice and peace for all the people. Protect and defend those who protect and defend us against all enemies. Lord, in your mercy. Touch the lives of those who are touched by struggle, sorrow, illness, despair, and death. 
Touch all who have asked for our prayers and grant them healing, strength, comfort, and peace according to your will. And encourage their caregivers and all who practice the medical arts. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, teach us to number our days and apply our hearts to that which is good and wise. Receive the talents and abilities we call our own. And as once you received the gifts of the Magi, we pray you to accept the tithes and offerings we bring as signs of our gratitude and our faith. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, give us the power of faith to enable us to repent in our daily lives. Give us confidence in your word that we may embrace your holy will without fear. Hear and answer us, we pray, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated and we gather the offering.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. You may be seated for the closing Still my strength and shield.